Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Looking forward to getting into the weekend. A lot to get to today. Uh, let's start here. Why did the FBI informant call Biden the big guy? <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden uh, really doesn't want to talk about that whole bribery allegation involving a Ukrainian gas company back when he was vice president. Burisma is the allegation that uh, the person who was heading up that operation uh, had multiple conversations with Joe Biden himself and Joe Biden's crackhead son, Hunter, and that there may have been, oh, I don't know, $5 million a piece distributed in favor of maybe getting rid of some prosecutor. I don't know. It's not like Joe's ever talked about that on the record, right? No, actually, he did. Oh, yeah, yes, that's he right. did. Yeah, he did. He bragged about how he, uh, how he bullied the Ukrainian government into firing a prosecutor. Yes. Oh. And they were saying, well, what, you're not the president. Oh, yeah? Well, all I got to do is call Barack. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a... Bleep. Next thing you know, the guy was fired. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, if you followed conservative media, you know that you've heard the phrase the big guy multiple times, mm -hmm. where in internal communications within Hunter Biden's circle, they talked about 10 percent going to the big guy, 10 percent of business deals. Big guy being Joe Biden. Yes. And evidently Bobolinsky told us that in 2020. Yeah. And evidently. Uh, according to the FBI informant, uh, Joe Biden is referred to as the big guy as well. Makes sense. So someone yelled out the question. I think it was Stephen Nelson from the New York Post uh, asked, hey, why did an FBI informant refer to you as the big guy, Joe? Well, Joe, why did such a dumb question? what did he say? Why'd you ask such a dumb question? Yeah. Oh, you know, again, if this is Donald Trump. That's mm -hmm. not how that interaction goes down. You have every reporter screaming, "Why'd they call you big guy?" Yes, but in this would. case, in this case, it's one reporter from the New York Post. Yeah, because all of the other outlets are running cover for the Biden family, and really for the Democratic Party. Yeah, and maybe that was a tell there when Joe said, oh, "I asked such a dumb question." Of course, I was the big guy. You <laughs> think all these deals that my family guy got done without me? You think my idiot brother's the big guy? No, <laughs> of course not. By the way, we can get into this a little bit later. Yesterday on the show, Scott, you said, "Hey, what about Joe's brother, James Biden?" Yeah. I haven't heard about him at all anymore. Nothing. Uh huh. I happen to see this um, because James Comer from the House Intelligence Committee. You know, they're investigating this stuff. And, well, he believes new bank records will show that Biden's accepted as much as $30 million from foreign nationals. Mm. $30 million. Wow. And he was going through the numbers, 
And he said, we're pretty confident from other sources that that number will grow to beyond 20 million. Could be even more if you factor in the president's brother Mm -hmm. who dealt mainly in the Middle East. We haven't even gotten to him yet. So he's coming, Scott. Well, I, I just, of all this, the brother never gets mentioned. He was in on it, too. It was a three-headed monster, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Hunter. Jimmy Will, Joe and Hunter. Willie Biden or whatever his name is. Heck, yeah. All right, so more on that a little bit later. You also were speaking about a flaming hot lie, David. Yes. Uh, Joe Biden is celebrating another thing that's not real. It's the story of flaming hot Cheetos. And I remember this was a big story a few years ago. Right, the story okay. goes something like this. A guy named Richard Montañez started telling this incredible story about how he was the one who invented flaming Hot Cheetos. story goes like this. He was a janitor at a Frito-Lay's facility in California, but then thought up this recipe because of a corn recipe that was very popular in his family, and then he pushed Frito-Lay's to go with it. You know, he's like storming into the CEO's office saying, I got an idea and the people are going <laughs> to love it. Now, he did work for Frito-Lay. He did make his way up through the management ranks. Uh, but he did not invent flaming Hot Cheetos. The L.A. Times debunked this a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, flaming Hots were actually created by a team at the company's headquarters in Plano, Texas. Starting in 1989, uh, the inspiration came from corner stores in Chicago and Detroit. There were spicy snacks selling very well because of large concentrations of hispanic uh, uh folks in different mm-hmm. neighborhoods and so they said hey could we jump on this a little bit and so a junior employee named lynn greenfeld got the assignment to develop the brand she came up with the flaming hot name and she was the one who rolled out the test marketing <laughs> around the, the the country the amazing part too is that the dude who says he's the guy who invented it mm-hmm. says yeah i had direct conversations with the ceo about this and he was the one who helped me build this brand the guy that he mentions multiple times in both of his memoirs uh Mm -hmm. wasn't the ceo until 1991 a full year after flaming hot cheetos were being tested so it's a complete lie the guy made it up but he's being celebrated eva longoria has made a movie about this lie i think it's called flaming hot she was actually invited to the white house for a special screening of this film (laughs) Which is based on a lie. Oh, my goodness. This is perfect. (laughs) And Joe had this to say about this very important film. It reminds us of the power, and I mean it sincerely, the power of diversity, hope, and opportunity, which is the American story. American story, the story I see in all of you. Nights like this are a reminder of the power of stories, the importance of treating storytellers with dignity. I I mean it sincerely. Maybe it's because I'm Irish, I think that. But, it, but all kidding aside, we've got to treat everybody with dignity and respect and the value they deserve. Tell the stories of our nation. Tell the stories of all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, here from the White House, Jill and I are honored to present Flaming Hot. <laughs> what in the hell was that? Celebrating Flaming Hot, Scott. Yeah. Even though it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Actually, the White House press secretary is going to come out today and say something like, he misspoke. Actually, Joe Biden's the one who invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos. (laughs) He got the inspiration from that uh, African-American church that he was raised in. Oh, goodness, man. When he was visiting the Puerto Rican village. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 
He's had a rough few days, Joe. He can't quite get through a sentence. I know that's not all that odd, but it's been tough. Really has. Well, you try to follow along, and you you can't. No. You follow. I'm following along that last story, and I'm thinking to myself, where is this going? How? What is going on here? And you have an entire press corps, and really the media pretending there's no problem here. Jeez, it's like Liz. ignoring all of it. It's it's really something. God. Okay. Uh, the Cinco de Mayo story with Bud Light. Yeah. David, what is this story from CNN? So this week, Bud Light was, uh, well, it, it came out that they had been dethroned as the best-selling beer in America. Modelo Especial took the top spot for the month of May. Modelo also owned by InBev AB, but apparently only abroad. I, I'm not entirely sure how that structure works. But okay. in the United States, evidently, it's, it's uh, not associated with Anheuser-Busch, I guess. Isn't it in the United States they have Corona? I think I, yeah, I get kind of twisted up in knots trying to follow all the corporate yeah. structures of all of this stuff. But anyway, on CNN, uh, I mean, uh, of course, we all know why Bud Light sales have tanked. And it's because of the backlash to the partnership with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. Yes. And then the insulting responses to the backlash that Anheuser-Busch has given. But on CNN, their reporting says something different, that actually the Dylan Mulvaney thing was just an afterthought. That's just a little part of it. What? Yeah. <laughs> just a little part. I can't wait to hear this. There's some changing tastes happening. And also, this is the month of May. There's Senko de Mayo. And there's also a really clever advertising promotion campaign from Modelo. And changing tastes, analysts tell us that already there's been an affinity, a growing affinity for uh, Mexican beer and spirits for some time now. So that's sort of a tipping point that you're seeing here. When well, you look th- at hold on a second. Hold on. You're telling me all the good old boys <laughs> around the United States, yeah. there were Bud Light drinkers. So, you know, I don't care much about that Dylan Mulvaney, all right? Well, whatever. Trans whatever. Hey, live your truth. But you know what? I've seen the Mandela ads, and it really looks appealing to me, so I think I'm going to switch brands after 25 years. Right. That's what we're supposed that's, to believe yes. from these jamokes. Apparently. Okay, yeah. that's hilarious. When you look at overall sales, though, sales for Bud Light down more than 24% in the month. That is a, a kind of a staggering number here. And for Modelo, sales up 12.2%. So these numbers are telling a story. You mentioned um, the ge- transgender uh, influencer mm. um, who had one can, one customized can of Bud Light and did an Instagram post and uh, conservative media and conservative social media uh, went on a very full, uh, full, forceful uh, boycott of, of the beer. Um, and so that is one other kind of factor here at play. Okay. It's not that I'm a beer drinker anymore. I haven't drank in several years. But I haven't had anyone tell me not to drink it or boycott it. Mm-hmm. I haven't. No. Have you? No. No. People were like, listen, this was the tipping point for a lot of people. What it signified. It was one can. It was, And then there was all this conservative media. No, people saw it and go, oh, you got to be joking me. Bud Light mm-hmm. now is jumping on this insanity? No, I'm done. I'm freaking done. And then it just gained more and more momentum. And you're right, David. If Bud Light had come out right away and said, you know what? Misjudgment here. That person that came up with that, they're fired. Mm -hmm. Okay, we honor you, our customer. All right, you spoke. We heard you. There ain't going to be any more of that nonsense. Probably wouldn't have been a huge deal. I think it would have turned around in a relatively short amount of time. Dude, they're still out there. They still don't get it. They released a statement yesterday. We'll get to it later. It's still completely 
missing the point. And there's still no apology because they can't because the alphabet mafia would come for them. That's why the sales are so down. They lost the traditional drinkers of Bud Light and they got the backlash from the alphabet mafia, the double whammy. But the Modelo ads, really yeah, didn't right. gain. Yeah. What? What ad campaign are we even talking about? Do you know specifically? I don't actually. I, yeah. I haven't seen a Modelo ad that I thought would be clever enough to really no. use the sales. No. Wow. They bowl with a guy named Modella. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the Snoop Dogg Corona ads? Yeah, right, really? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, one thing turned around fast. Remember the other day, David, you brought up the story, Johns Hopkins University, yeah. new definition for lesbian, non-man. Yeah, women are now non-men. Yes. <laughs> uh, they've pulled that from the website now after much mockery online. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> so they're now going to go over re- review of these different terms before they come out again with redefined terms. <laughs> However, there is some different terminology that they're getting into now at Johns Hopkins, okay. which is worth our review we can get to All coming right. up within the next 10 minutes that you're definitely going to want to hear. Um, also... Fox Corporation has encouraged employees to support radical LGBTQ plus organizations. Is that no. true? We will get to that as well. Straight ahead. The Markley Gang, Cam and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yeah, man. Hearing more and more people around the United States working at different corporations that really has a push for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a brand new field of study. Yes. Especially when it comes to pride so yesterday matt walsh from daily wire tweeted out it was a whole thread he had obtained internal documents from fox news employees showing that fox corporation encourages employees to support some pretty radical lgbtq organizations there's also woke ai at work here that tracks people's commitment to dei principles okay Okay, follow along. You're already freaking out, Scott. I know, I am. Sorry. So a screenshot from the employee portal, again, shared by somebody at Fox News, and then shared by Walsh, showed that the company encourages employees to donate to the Trevor Project, the Alley Forney Center, and the LA LGBT Center. Also encouraging Fox employees to read explicit LGBTQ books um, to just broaden their horizons a little bit, be a better ally. And I mean, there, I read this stuff from the tweets. Sexually explicit doesn't begin to say it. Holy smokes, man. And so, like the Trevor Project, where, again, Fox is telling its boys, this is a worthwhile cause to give to. Um, they host a sexually explicit chat room that connects children as young as 13 with LGBT adults. Okay. You know, what else do I need to know? So, Nothing. Right. So, wait, done. Wait. Hold on. Hold yes. on a second. So you're connecting vulnerable kids. Correct. To random adults. Yes. What do you call it grooming? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of workplaces, you have the employee portal, right? That's, yeah. that's in the portal. Yeah. And so then it was screenshots and then share it with yeah. Matt Walsh and put it out there. 
because, you know, the people at Fox News that are sharing this are like, this is insanity. Now, the Ali Forney Center supports, you know, the cross-sex hormones. And Fox Corporation praises the organization for helping homeless LGBT youth. It goes in to tell why. Some sick stuff. And then one of the books that Fox said would expand your perspective then delves into gay erotica. Why do you need this in the workplace? And then Fox also suggested a pride rainbow-filled kids book with a character who comes out as a unicorn, presumably symbolizing coming out as gay or transgender. Mm -hmm. So, of course, not everybody that works there is on board with this, but leadership also introduced an AI program that monitors employees. Fox execs told the employees to sign up for Escalera, an AI program that helps people engage in activities that will deepen their understanding of identity and explore more nuanced DNI concepts. So that pulls data in from various sources, including the email and payroll systems, and then it generates a peer comfort index and a, quote, diversity index. And so they're watching, okay, are you really a good employee that is embracing the LGBTQ community? It's insanity, man. I mean, you can look it up on Twitter, Matt Walsh's uh, Twitter feed. It's crazy. I mentioned this, separate story, but along similar lines. Johns Hopkins University, as David talked about it the other day, had some new descriptors, and a new descriptor for woman was non-man. Yes. (laughs) People are mocking that all over the place. They've taken it down. However... The website still links to resources that attempt to destroy gendered language altogether, including, check this out, a website that links to inclusive Spanish, a resource that attempts to reinvent the Spanish language with general gender-neutral terms. It says in there, as you learn Spanish, you probably notice that every single noun, pronoun, and adjective is either based on or changes with gender and that makes the language rather inflexible when it comes to a fast developing society around oh it. stop it God. yeah it's crazy stop it it's a gendered language sorry well and they want to change mandarin chinese too good luck with that one yeah exactly well you've got ableism anti-semitism classism racism islamophobia it's insanity man oh yeah news update you want to hear next trust me the Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, this story out of New York City, David, has a lot of people frustrated. Golly, man. And, and you know why you probably haven't heard much about this if you watch Legacy Media? Why? Uh, it's because there's no racial angle to it. Because this oh. involves two black guys. Hmm. Uh, defending yourself against violent criminals. I'm sorry, one black guy and one Hispanic guy, I guess. Uh, defending yourself against violent criminals is apparently illegal in New York, and we have another example of this. Of course, we all know the story of Daniel Penny, the retired Marine who uh, restrained a violent criminal on the subway. That violent criminal wound up dying. Daniel Penny winds up uh, being charged with manslaughter. Then legacy media lies to the country about it. Yeah, he was just a Michael Jackson impersonator who got killed because he was hungry. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, an ex-con was harassing a, ma- harassing a man named Jordan Williams. Jordan was there with his girlfriend on the train. Uh, the ex-con, DeVictor 
Uh, Ole Drago. I seriously, there's like so many vowels in a row in that guy's name. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Okay. Uh, punched the girlfriend in the face. So Williams fought back. At one point, they had each other in a headlock. They were wrestling. Uh, Williams brought out a knife and stabbed him. Killed him. Oh, jeez. Uh, Williams was charged with manslaughter, though, and criminal possession of a weapon. Uh, they didn't know the guy. The guy had a history of violence and, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, was <laughs> not in the country legally. Peck, you say? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, was involved in this fight, again, after punching a woman in the face. They're wrestling. One of the guys trying to not be a victim brings out a knife, defends himself. Guy dies. Now the person defending himself is facing criminal charges. Okay. So at this point of the story, Scott, have you seen any video of this at all? Uh, no, I have not. Pictures of anyone? No. Okay. So just hearing that part of the story and that this guy ends up dying after punching this guy's girlfriend, would you lose one ounce of sleep over that? None. Zero. Just the fact of that person dying. Yeah. Most people, I would say, are right in that same boat. But now the person that was defending the girlfriend, the guy with the knife, he's been arrested. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that guy is the black man. Yes. I think that's why we're not hearing about it. Exactly. Yes. To your point, David. This is the first time I've heard the story, period. And I do a lot of this deep dive stuff. I've never, I, don't, I haven't seen it anywhere. I mean, obviously the Daniel Penny situation was self-defense. That's why he wasn't charged initially. It's not some crazy conspiracy through the country. We won't arrest a white person for doing something like this until pressure is put on them. It's nonsense. But that narrative has been put out there for, well, for a long time, especially over the last three years. Now, you saw the interview with Penny, or at least his statement. Yeah. I mean, I watched this thing, and I think I believe everything he says, number one. And with zero intent, I want to kill the guy. I didn't want that to happen. Right. People were scared. They were afraid. I was afraid. And I felt like I was. I had to do something. I stepped in. I did the right thing. That's noble. Absolutely. I mean, that's noble. Yes. I mean, again, you had other people on that subway saying, no, the guy was threatening to kill people. Yeah. How many times had he assaulted people in New York? 40 some odd times. Yeah. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? Yeah, he was a threat. Yeah, Absolutely. So, of course. But that is why legacy media, honestly, is the enemy of the people. Because they lie. They either flat out lie or they lie by omission all the time. And there are so many people that just buy into it. And then you find out, you know, from what we were talking about yesterday with Michael Schellenberger and Facebook, they're only going to let stories through that they want to let through Mm -hmm. with their own censors. I mean, it's... That's a real problem that we have right now, because I think if most people knew the truth about all these different things, we'd find a lot more common ground. But when you're believing lies, it's it makes it pretty difficult. No doubt about it. All right. It's that time of the show. Yeah. Going around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. What's your story today, David? <laughs> this is incredible. KXAN had this story. Did you know that uh, a lot of LGBTQ plus people are wanting to flee the state of Texas? Really? Running away from the state of Texas and going north where they can be more accepted or something. Because apparently they're not accepted in the state of Texas. Weird. 
Um, anyway. You mean because uh, biological dudes can't compete against women there? Right. That's what has everyone <laughs> running to the hills? And you can't mutilate the genitals of children? That's, that's apparently That's essential. anti-LGBTQ. Yeah. Uh, Treat with someone with dignity, respect, everything else, just like you would anyone else. Yeah. But because you're standing up for kids and saying, hey, this is not fair when a biological male can compete against a female. Yeah. That's oppression. Again, so, man, we could we could pool together some money like a GoFundMe and send some people maybe on a trip. Saudi Arabia, see the sites. You want to know what oppression is? Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Well, there are plenty well, of states you can go to where it's totally acceptable. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of them. Sure. Yeah. So if you choose to move out, I mean, my gosh, the the, the East is littered with them. Mm-hmm. So my story today has to do with this, and it is apparently a Dallas-based real estate broker who has what he is describing as an underground railroad. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For gay people no, trying to flee on. the state. Yep. Uh, people who uh, wanted to list their homes in Texas, and then he also connects them with an agent in another state or even a different country where they'd like to go next. He initially called it Flea Texas, but then changed the name to reflect a broader group of people who want to uh, leave the state. Now it's just called <laughs> Flea Red States. We've helped 27 groups of people get out so far. <laughs> <laughs> they're calling it the un- the rainbow. You'll be jailed if you don't get on the train. <laughs> they're calling it the Rainbow Underground Railroad. <laughs> you suppose a hundred years from now, you'd be driving along, you point the house out, see that house over there? That was part of the Rainbow Railroad. Uh, no, <laughs> they have tunnels under their house. <laughs> I think a hundred years from now, they're like, hey, that used to be the house of a guy who supported cutting the junk off of children. Oh, my goodness, man. That's quite a story. All right, Scott, what do you got? Uh, The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, Will, has filed a federal complaint with the Department of Education's Civil Rights Division Hmm. after a teenage girl said that her school allowed a male who identified as a female to shower alongside four teenage girls in the locker room. The complaint comes after Will said that an 18-year-old may, uh, male showered naked alongside the 14-year-old girls. This was at Sun Prairie East High School, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. The complaint was filed at the Office of Civil Rights and Department of Education on behalf of the parents of one of the girls. Parents, the students should feel safe and have peace of mind when kids go back to school this fall. But the Prairie Area School District has frankly been dismissive of the law. It has handled the alleged sexual harassment towards four freshman girls poorly. The Department of Education Office of Civil Rights should promptly investigate the allegations made in the complaint and then act swiftly to remove unlawful policies and practices. Every time I read one of these stories, I can't help but think, who thinks this is okay? I don't understand Who thinks this is okay? Sick people. Why is there push? Why was it allowed in the first place, number one? But number two, why is there any sort of pushback at all? An 18-year-old boy is in the shower with three naked 14-year-old girls. That's your daughter. That's your granddaughter. That's your niece. Whatever the case, whatever the connection. How do you? How are you okay with this? I, I absolutely don't understand. I cannot it understand is. this. No. You have this, to go this, this is... far to make people go, hey, we got a problem here. <laughs> I mean... People are lucky that dads haven't gone off the rails. I agree. By the way, speaking of dads, 
I'm going to go a little lighter for my story today. Okay. Because Father's Day is coming up. Yeah, Sunday. Okay. Um, it, and I know this is country music, but still, it's in the entertainment industry. To hear someone honor a couple of guys for Father's Day like this, and what she said, I thought was worthy of highlighting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also someone that you tend to like at least a little, and that's Carrie Underwood. Yeah, I like her. She talked about her dad and her husband as the two dads in her life. It's just less than 30 seconds, but I thought this was pretty cool. Well, I am very lucky in my life to have two incredible fathers, my own father, and then I get to watch my husband uh, be a father to our boys. Mike, as a dad, is just super involved in our boys' lives, very willing to to pick up the slack when I'm I'm crazy busy. Obviously, he's just a very... Very godly father as well. Keeps God as the center of our, our family and gets to teach our boys all about that as well. So he's just a great, great guy all around. God in the center of the family. Yeah, there are people out there. You're not alone. Just so you know, there are good people all over the place. I think it's good to remember. Good story. With all the insanity that we've covered in, what, the first 45 minutes of this show. Yeah. But there are a ton of good people out there. Man, oh, man. By the way, I had something else, too, that I think would actually make you laugh. It looks like you need a laugh. And since you love cats, Scott, did you see what was going viral? No. Okay, so when cats meow, I'm not the cat person here. Mm -hmm. David's the cat whisperer, and you love cats, Scott. You're just not very good at disciplining. Right. Okay. Anyone hear this cat that people think is saying, um, sometimes I'm alone? (laughs) okay see if you hear that from this sometimes i'm alone i think you're stretching a little bit a little bit yeah it's hard that's okay well that started making the rounds online joe my musician says you know what i think i could put it to song (laughs) of course okay here's here's the challenge all right 30 seconds can you not laugh in 30 seconds. Mm. You ready? Yeah. Get your stone face on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Roll it. <laughs> Robbins didn't make it. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. Van Camp is stone face still. <laughs> The longer it goes, the better it gets. Sometimes I'm alone. Sometimes I'm alone. Okay. Thought you needed that today. That's good. Sometimes I'm alone. Okay. Yes. Oh, man. You see, big story out of Los Angeles tonight. It's the night Catholics get mocked. Oh, is it at the Dodger tonight? That's tonight. Oh, well. A lot of back and forth going on. Get an update on that and much more. Coming up right here. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So today is the day that the Los Angeles Dodgers will be honoring uh, the drag nuns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, they were invited, and then people said, hey, do you understand what this group is, what they do? 
that I said, okay, they're not invited, but everybody else is invited on Pride Night, but just not that group. Mm-hmm. And then there was outrage from the Alphabet Mafia. And then they reinvited them and apologized and said they would, quote, do the work or some corporate nonsense. Mm-hmm. And there's been a bit of a backlash since then. And I did see Washington Nationals pitcher Trevor Williams speaking out against this. He spoke out before. But he also posted a tweet. Um, He's a devout Catholic, by the way. Husband, father of four kids. One of the few Major League Baseball players to talk about this and admonish the Dodgers. Um, Said it had to be said. We cannot stand by while our Lord gets mocked. So he's teaming up with the Christian app Hollow for this exclusive and totally free 12-day Sacred Heart Prayer Challenge that starts today. And, and what he said, I think, makes sense to a lot of people. Just by saying, creating an environment in which one group feels celebrated and honored at the expense of another is counterproductive and wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and for the Dodgers to invite and honor a group that makes a blatant and deeply offensive mockery of my religion and the religion of over 4 million people in Los Angeles County alone undermines the values and respect and inclusivity that should be upheld by any organization. Mm-hmm. Yes. Went on to say, when you go out of your way to steal a consecrated Eucharist host to defile it, that is not out of love. When you're desecrating a crucifix or dancing on what appears to be Jesus on a cross, that isn't out of love. For someone to do that and say it's art and out of love and tolerance, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And we've all, you know, known this story for a few weeks now. But yet when you take a step back and realize this is happening tonight. Yeah. At least for me, I'm like, again, where are we? Yeah. How did we get to this point? I think my uh, in or my, my offer to perform as sexy Muhammad on Pride Night got lost in the mail. I don't think anybody's taking you up on that no, one. No, nobody's going to take me up on that one. Real shame. Did you see where that Anthony Bass guy got whacked from the Dodgers? He was the guy who came out against it, spoke out against it first. Well, he, he was oh, with the Blue Jays. Or yeah. Blue Jays, rather, yeah. yeah. Did anybody pick him up? Like, not yet. I don't think he's, he's – I don't know. I don't know if anybody will or not. It would seem okay because Canada is a little bit different because that guy spoke out and then he was going to do the work and then throw out the first pitch at Pride Night. Yeah. Not it enough. was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just released him. They cut him loose. Yep. Yeah, they – no, no one claimed him off of waivers or whatever that means. But I like Blue Jays Nation. Blue Jays release Anthony Bass after disgraced pitcher clears waivers. Disgraced by who? Yeah, disgraced pitcher. Yeah. From media. Yeah, he's toxic. Nobody would pick him up. But why? I don't know, man. I mean, you're somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere in Texas. Backlash about what if he's a decent pitcher? I think he's decent, but I don't think he's good enough. To bring the whole LGBTQ thing with him, but who's really affected by that? Because they, I mean, really, if you go out there and you just have some guts and you just say, "Look, hey, everybody's got different viewpoints, and whatever part of diversity and inclusion is including all diverse thinking, blah 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 blah, whatever corporate speak you got to do, the fan base really won't care. They won't. 
about but but whatever. The some screaming will be dressed. so loud that it won't be worth the effort. I'm just telling you. Then they're cowards, man. Oh, well, they may be. Then but, they're freaking yeah. cowards. People got to stand up to this crap or it just keeps happening. Freaking nation of cowards. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. David, I already know you're going to say nothing's going to happen, and it probably won't. But it sure is interesting. James Comer, House Oversight Committee Chairman, said, uh, got some new bank records, um, and it looks like the Biden family has accepted as much as $30 million from foreign nationals. Well, now, isn't that something? Hmm. What was we have more bank records coming in? We're going to exceed $10 million this week, and I think we'll get up to between 20 and $30 million. Did this interview with Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business. And he has identified nine members of the Biden family, of course, including Hunter, and his brother James. Well, his brother's wife, Sarah Biden, uh, Hallie Biden. Then there's Hunter's current wife, Melissa Cohen Biden, Hunter's ex-wife, Kathleen Yu, uh, as having allegedly received foreign income. Mm. Godly. Uh panel is gleaned from the information from records Comer has issued subpoenas for from four different banks, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, HSBC, and Cathay Bank. Mm. They have this stuff. Okay. I know legacy media thinks that. Why cover this? What's the big deal here? Um, What's the big deal here? $30 million? It's massive. Well, you wonder, because I I, I mean, I could, I guess theoretically understand why you know if hunter and and james biden were the ones securing these deals i could understand why they would get the money whether or not it's corrupt again that's that's a totally different conversation but the question is what did the other seven family members do to get that cash set up an llc right (laughs) seriously that's the way it works it's okay we've got to have this money going in all directions Mm -hmm. so it's hard to track Right. So just go. We're going to set up an LLC and it, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's this case with the Biden family, but a lot of times when you've looked at corruption cases, mm-hmm. then you have different people that the money is funneled to. And that helps, you know, keep anybody looking into it off the track. Yeah. And then they get a little something for their efforts. And that's how it works. A consulting fees. Yeah. That's what it always but, is. Or they... Yeah. They're despicable people, but they want to take care of their family with yeah. cash. Right. That, that's that what could I mean. be, too. That, that's the central question I think people in media need to be asking, though, is like, okay, so they were making these deals. I understand why they would make some money because mm-hmm. they have whatever business they are doing. They are, they are rendering some sort of service. But what, is, what can't be explained right now through legitimate means is the fact that so many so many millions of dollars wound up going to family members who apparently had nothing to do with any business that was being done. It's right. a payoff. Yeah. Golly. But just the LLCs, and you look into those, and it's like, well, what were they doing? What kind of business yeah. was it? It didn't really right. do any business other than accept that cash. <laughs> yeah. Pay out some people. Yeah, it was a laundromat. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kept the daughter on the payroll. She's like the tambourine player. <laughs> and, that, and then Hunter Biden is in court again. Yeah. Uh, fighting over uh, uh, whether or not he needs to give child support to his daughter or one of his kids, the one in Arkansas that he had with the stripper. Did you see that the uh, the mother of that child that even Joe Biden won't acknowledge? The mother of that child actually showed up in court for the hearing while Hunter was there. Oh, my. That's great. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And no one pays attention to that either. Can you imagine if that was Trump Jr.? Oh, come on. That would be the lead story. I mean, we all know it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, for Biden, this is interesting. So Robert Kennedy Jr. is running against him. And for a lot of people, that's like a well-kept secret. But he's out there. And then you have 80% of Democratic voters saying, well, yeah, Joe Biden should debate him. That's the last thing the powers that be in the Democratic Party want. Oh, yeah. Because I think, well, not only would it show how slow Joe really is, but Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to bring up a whole lot of stuff that Biden doesn't want out there. Now, I know the way legacy media usually treats that guy is they make him into an anti-vax kook more than anything else. He just did an interview with Joe Rogan, and, you know, it's pretty wild, man, because he said on that podcast he's aware of the possibility the CIA could assassinate him. Oh, geez. This is pretty wild, man. Yeah, that is wild. I mean, like, yeah, I kind of know, you know, what's at stake here. And, and, you know, different people are like, yeah, that guy's just, you know, kind of kooky. I remember the first time that Megyn Kelly interviewed him and he was making a lot of claims. And they were like, we're going to have to get the team to check on this stuff because I'm not quite sure. She pushed back a lot. Yeah, Had him back on, I want to say, somewhere around a year later. So I got to tell you, most of the stuff our team checked out turned out to be true with that guy, which is... Well, pretty interesting. Yeah. But then he talks about the military-industrial complex and how it's always been around, even back when John F. Kennedy was president. And, you know, I know, Scott, it makes you uneasy to hear this guy speak. It does. It's, it's just a little over a minute. I just want to know what your reaction is to what he says here. My uncle, John Kennedy... You know, did that. He he refused to go to war. So he he was surrounded by military industrial complex, and um, and he learned very early and in, in an intelligence apparatus that he realized early on that the purpose of the CIA and the intelligence apparatus was to create a constant pipeline of new wars for the for the military industrial complex. The day, three days before he took the oath of office. Okay, let's stop there for a second. Do you think that's just total kookiness? Hang on. <clears throat> yeah. He can't help it, man. I know he can't help it. It just, yeah. I just, it's hard to listen to. I I mean, JFK did, though, send advisors into Vietnam, setting the stage for troop mm-hmm. deployment later. So I, I don't know if it's accurate to say he did everything to avoid going to war. He brings up the Cuba thing. I'll play that, and then we'll be done. Eisenhower, who was the outgoing president, gave what is probably the most important speech in American history, which was, you know, where he warned against the military-industrial complex. I was at my uncle's inauguration. I was in Washington that day. 
was a you know a six-year-old boy, and I was sitting on the stands behind him at, during in front of him during his inauguration, and he understood that. And two months later, the military and intelligence came to him and said, "We got it. Uh, we got it." invade Cuba. And he was like, I'm not going to Cuba and I'm not going to let the military. And they said, well, we got all these Cubans trained and they're going to go attack Castro. And he said, well, we're, we can't, the U.S. government can't be doing that. We can't be attacking. We, we, I don't like what Castro is doing down there, but the, it's not the United States job to dictate what kind of governments other countries have. You know, the other thing that came out earlier this year, or it certainly looks like, the CIA certainly had something to do with the death of John F. Kennedy, the assassination. Yeah. So what do you make of that? Just kookiness or, wow, that guy's probably right. <laughs> or is it somewhere in the middle? I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I don't know, man. I. You think he's a kook. I, well, he's, Admit it. I, I do. I do think. But okay. I I'd also think that electing a kook is not out of the, the realm of possibility. And he might be eight times better than the kook we have now <laughs> it's the lesser of two kooks he just tells you what he really believes up front yeah. oh he does yeah he's, Th that's part of the I, difference. I believe i believe everything he says he believes yes yeah it's pretty wild man it's just if nothing else something to consider because i think we've seen a lot of things over the last 10 years we never thought we would see as far as deep state deep state we, people roll their eyes 10 years ago oh deep state Arr. And they're like, deep state's absolutely real. That's a real thing. You know, the thing I wonder about him is because he's running as a Democrat, is when are they going to get to the uh, box checking with him? How does he, he feel about... He doesn't play that game. How does he, he feel care. about trans? How does he feel about this? How does he feel about all these other social justice warriors? He's not down with it. They're no. going to... Because that's going to get... It's going to be hard to win a primary. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard when no one knows you're there and you can't get a debate. Well, that that's for true. sure. Yeah. All right. In Texas, David... Well, big controversy. I don't know is for some people, not to most. Yeah, well, uh, Governor Abbott signed a law uh, yesterday barring transgender college athletes in the state from competing in sports that align with their gender identity. They opened the uh, – it's an expansion of the K-12 through ban that was passed a couple of years ago. And this would allow somebody to sue an institution that allowed biological men to compete against women. Mm -hmm. um, and so and, and I think it's a good thing. And if you look at the polling, we just talked about it this week where even Democrats now aren't aren't polling over 50 percent on the issue. I mean, it's everybody pretty much agrees that, yes, it's unfair. Yes. To, <laughs> right. There I are some people how, yeah, freaking out and screaming. I love how CNN puts it, though. There is little research on trans collegiate athletes. A 2017 report in the journal Sports Medicine found no direct or consistent research on trans people having an athletic advantage over their <laughs> cisgender counterparts. Come on, please. Why, you know, every time somebody says something like that, I just want to ask the question, okay, then why do we have gender-based sports to begin with? Explain that right now. Exactly. They won't. No. No, it has to be some sort of Harvard research for them to really believe it. They right. can't see it with their own two eyes and use common sense, like most people. You said this report from 2017? Yeah. Well, a hell of a lot's happened between 2017 and now. Well, that's that, the other thing. too. yes. Yes. Uh, but you had a clip uh, 
Jill, uh, I don't. Can we push the Biden clip? Yeah, with we, he, can, we can push. Oh the my Biden. gosh, let's do that in the next segment. You yeah. said you had a feel good story. I, I want to know what it is. Dave. Well, it's it's feel good, but the basis is sad. I don't want to set oh, you up. Boy. For, but I, I just want to tell you there are good people in the world. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, you may be familiar with a reporter named Allie Bradley. She's done a ton of uh, reporting from the border mm-hmm. and covering Joe Biden's border crisis. Um, and she put out, uh, when did she start this? Uh, this was actually just yesterday that she put this out, that she is embarking on the mission of a lifetime. Uh, her roommate and best friend is battling now terminal cancer. Doctors oh. say he got about a week to live. It, it may be, you know, more than that, a little more than that, but they don't know. The one thing he wants to do is get back to Connecticut where his daughters are. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, one of his daughters is eight and a half months pregnant, can't fly. He, because of the location of the brain tumor that he has, can't fly either. They say, mm-hmm. well, we're not, that wouldn't be a good idea. So she has decided to pack up the family truckster, and they are racing against the clock to get to Connecticut uh, with him in order to see uh, uh, his two daughters before he passes wow. away. And so, and as she's been documenting this, driving through Arizona and New Mexico, people are showing up at different stops along the way to support this guy. He's a uh, retired Marine. Um, uh, two Purple Hearts uh, wow. was a, he's supposed to get a Bronze Star in August. Um, and so, th- I just think you know you see what she's doing for her friend, and then you see the support of people who just have read about it on Twitter showing up. To thank him for his service and wish him best on this. I mean, there are people out there who are willing to step up and just celebrate good things in life. I agree, man. I appreciate you bringing that up. The next time you tell me you have a feel good, could you let me know? Death is in store (laughs) so I don't get my hopes up. (laughs) But it's really nice that people are doing cool things like that. Um... There is a mall closing. Guess what town? Guess. You got three guesses. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So there's a mall closing in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Y- you don't say, huh? Uh, you may have seen the story earlier this week. Westfield Mall in downtown San Francisco is giving the property to people who, who operate it or giving the property back to the lender. They're done. We're not, we're not sinking any more money into this thing. We got to go. Um, And, well, it's because of crime and filth. One of the anecdotes that was shared by the janitorial staff is that people keep using the elevators as toilets. One of the people was quoted as saying, yeah, it used to happen maybe once a month, once every couple months. Now it's like once a week, at least, that you're cleaning (laughs) human feces out of an elevator. Um, The San Francisco Chronicle, though, got email from city officials describing the crime even after putting a couple of cops on the property. Uh, One Westfield executive said in a uh, February email uh, that staff from the youth jewelry store Claire's had reported that there was not much slowdown in shoplifting incidents at the store Uh, in one case uh, that uh, there were two incidents in one day where people were held up by knife point (laughs) at the mall. Um, And of course... You've got the regular folks out there who are denying what your eyes are seeing and your ears are hearing and saying, well, this is partially because of a slowdown in foot traffic downtown because of pandemic restrictions <laughs> and all of that stuff. 
and I don't think anybody's arguing that that's that's not a portion of what has happened. Mm-hmm. But that argument really falls apart because the same company's mall, just about an hour south, mm-hmm. is seeing more business than it had before the pandemic. Lights go out. No kidding. Yeah. We'll have to craft that one. City. Okay. Yeah, gosh. Meanwhile. Why elevators, by the way? Privacy? Privacy. Yeah, wait till the doors close. I don't want people watching me. I'd be like a dog in the front yard <laughs> looking around. Hey, stop looking at me. One of the uh, anecdotes, too, was it looked like someone had stepped in it and it smeared all over the place. Oh, Golly, that sucks. <laughs> okay, you got a clip here from Joe Biden. Yeah, what is this nonsense? Uh, Joe Bi- Biden commemorated Immigrant Heritage Month or something at the White House last night and had this to say to the crowd. Okay. <laughs> I can't only take it. Roll it. I want to see. I want you to know, Jill and I, we see you. We value you. We are indirectly a part of you because of our heritage as well in different ethnicities. What? When we came, we were not welcome. (laughs) You know, and I'll never stop fighting for you, I promise you. Because fighting for you, Uh by the way, I love when people say, well, why do we spend so much? You realize that 26 out of every 100 students in grades Kindergarten through 12, speak Spanish. What is he talking about? Girl, Dude. Think about it. What in the hell heck are we talking about here? We don't know, <laughs> ever. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> biggest story of the day. What in the hell heck are we talking about? The, I don't I, the know. The biggest story of the day every day should be that we have a senile president <laughs> who's sitting there uh, going, hey, we up. see you. Hey, do you know that... Uh, kids speak Spanish, by the way, and then wait, what the hell are we talking about with all this? Right. No, it's good. I I have one thought, and then you know why we spend so much money? What are you talking about? <laughs> Golly. And who is trying to sad. keep them out? I don't know. And oh. I thought the whole we see you thing was for the LGBTQ no, alphabet group. Uh-huh. But it's just anybody. Apparently, we yeah, see you. Immigrants okay. are invisible. I didn't realize that. Uh, I got it. All right. Wait till you hear what Barack Obama said about Tim Scott. This is a doozy. Great ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Scott Robbins. Okay. Where's media at right now on the COVID story? That's weird you bring that up because we talked about it last week. And I, I mean, I watch all the morning shows generally bouncing back and forth. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Do you think that's one of the reasons it drives you so crazy? Just yeah. to watch each one of them to see what they're doing? Yeah. It's maddening. It is. Well, Michael Schellenberger had this op-ed in the New York Post. We mentioned some of what he had put out there on Twitter this week with what we now know. It's no longer a question that COVID-19 leaked from China's notorious Wuhan Institute of Virology Laboratory. And he writes, what's more, this week my colleagues, Matt Taibbi, Alex Gutentag, and I broke the explosive story that the first three people sickened by the virus were the scientists experimenting with SARS-like coronaviruses. Mm -hmm. How many people you suppose in America know that right now? Uh, Not many. 
Still looking for that mystery pangolin. Golly, man. Yeah. And, you know, he goes on to write about how, how this all happened. And then near the end reminds people, you know, in 2014, Obama banned gain-of-function research that likely caused the pandemic. Fauci and his collaborators violated the spirit, if not the letter of the law, by sending that research to China and spinning it as something other than gain-of-function. And we saw him do it. The abuse of power is pervasive in the federal government. Congress must act now to create an independent and bipartisan commission on the origins of the COVID pandemic. You would think that would be one thing you could find some common ground. Yes, how did this start? But the Democrats don't want to do that. No. They want to provide cover. Why U.S. government officials participated in its cover-up. He also goes on to say Congress must also take immediate action to defund and dismantle the censorship industrial complex, whereby contractors of the Department of Homeland Security and the National Science Foundation demand that Facebook, Twitter, and other social media platforms censor disfavored speech, including often true speech or worthwhile hypotheses like the lab leak theory was, which has since been proven. But they didn't do it. And he said the worship, the worshipful news media coverage of Fauci's of Fauci is particularly appalling in retrospect. Like when we think back about it now, yeah. and we've played those different clips, it's disgusting. The greatest change of all must be in the way Americans view their leaders and institutions. I think that's happening. He also said the people who cry disinformation are often trying to censor accurate but inconvenient truths. This guy was one of Obama's guys years ago, especially when it came to climate. He got kicked out of the club when he said, you know what? Uh, a lot of this, you know, climate panic is not warranted. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're gone. Can't have Wait a second, we valued no. this guy before, but now he has some other research that he wants to share. But no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, because Too the, much invested now in that. Yeah, you've got you've got two different things. You've got the climate cult. It's a, it's an apocalyptic death cult that believes we're all going to die. I think we've we're we're just up against the time when we're all going to die, according to Greta Thunberg, like a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a few days away that we're all going to die. Okay. Um, and then you have people who see dollar signs and take advantage of that anxiety and then pass those anxieties along to everyday people. That's that's what they do. Um, and so there is no room for reasonable debate, whether it's climate change, whether it's gender ideology, whether it's uh, COVID origins. There is never any room there because too many people are making money off of it and too many people are true believers in the cause. And that's it. That's got to change. Oh, speaking of Obama, we got to get to this clip. This is rich, man. Yeah. A uh, recent interview, Barack Obama weighed in on the candidacy of Republican Senator Tim Scott. Tim Scott, of course, is a black man uh, who goes against the left-wing talking points about how black people just cannot succeed in America. And okay, what does Obama say? <laughs> people should be skeptical of this, you know. <laughs> oh. If a Republican who may even be sincere in saying, I mm-hmm. want us all to live together doesn't have a plan for how do we address crippling generational poverty that is a consequence of 
hundreds of years of racism in the society, and we need to do something about that. Wait a second. Have you ever heard him say that before? Ever? No. Certainly from like 07 to say 2018. Ever? If it has, I've never no. heard it. Okay. If, if somebody's not proposing, not both acknowledging and proposing elements that say, no, we can't just ignore all that and pretend as if everything's equal and fair. We actually have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. If they're not doing that, then I think people are rightly skeptical. Well, okay. If I was on Tim Sky's campaign team, mm -hmm. say you're out there every day, I want a debate with Barack Obama on the best steps to move forward with the black community in America. If he is what he says he is, certainly mm -hmm. he would like to debate what are the best steps and what works best getting out of a situation like poverty for black Americans. That's what I would do yeah. because Obama cannot win that debate. No, no, because I don't think he really believes what he's selling now. He doesn't. I don't think he really believes that. I think he sees this again as a way to maintain influence, maintain mm -hmm. dollars, maintain his, Power. his status among his rich and powerful friends. And, you know, that's why a lot of these people do it. Tim Scott called that out directly saying, quote, let us not forget we are a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. Democrats deny our progress to protect their power. The left wants you to believe uh, faith in America is a fraud and progress in our nation is a myth. The truth of my life disproves the lies of the radical left. And that's true. And, you know, Barack Obama completely reframes everything that Tim Scott has said. Tim Scott has never said that there aren't issues within American society. His whole point no. is that there has been a ton of progress and to yes. act like right now is the same as, you know, Jim Crow or slavery is wrong. It's terrible what Obama has done. I mean, you could say one thing when he was in office, even since he's been in office. And I mean, the race hustling now with he and Michelle, it's disgusting. It really is. Okay. You know what? I've got a game for you guys I haven't told you about yet. Oh, buddy. Yeah, we're going to do game time. You don't want to do game time, Scott? Well, sure. I'm always up for it. I had another story. We can get. You know what? We could do this story in a few. I haven't had my fanny thoroughly kicked all day. Can't believe... <laughs> the CEO with Bud Light, what he's telling customers now? <laughs> Did you see this? Yeah. No. So you, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll do game time. Yeah. We'll get to that story. Um, but just to have a little fun. Scott, I really think you have a decent shot at this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you not want to play? If you no, don't want to play, I, no, you're not going to play. I'll play. I'll play. I, no, I'm not going to uh, never okay. want to play. I want to play. All right. Just not enthusiastically is all. Okay, but we're ready. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. It's game time, man. Friday, heading into the weekend. All right. The current champ, David Van Camp, gets the Wiley veteran. And challenger, who did win within the last two weeks, Scott Robin. I'm like the Jerry Quarry, this, like, glass-jawed, you know? Father's Day Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do you know what people are buying, Dad, for Father's Day? I've got the top eight responses oh, of what yeah. Dad is actually going to get for Father's Day mm -hmm. as a gift. 
Okay. There's okay. eight of them. Number one will be a 10 pointer and on down. Okay. You got a couple of minutes in the game. David, you're first, as always, as the current champ. Um, I'll guess a card. And, of course, that's a good guess. Yes. Um, yeah. Number one. That's a 10 pointer. God damn. What? It's just, Every you time. Got, you got plenty of time to come uh, back. No, I don't. What do you think, Scott? Uh, what we're buying for dad. See, I'm going to say it, and it's probably a tie. A tie. Hmm. No, it's not on there. 1972 called, and... I know. Yeah. No, ties not top guess. eight. I deserve to lose now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was so specific. To, anyway, go ahead, David. Uh, uh, um, uh, corny T-shirt. Corny T-shirt. Yeah. Corny T-shirt. Best yeah. dad ever thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to take number two off the table. Okay. Number two is close. Uh, All right. And while some people could say a tie, well, that's close. It doesn't really. It was too specific. Same thing with a T-shirt. Okay. We're just going to take clothes off the board. Okay. All right. Still a 10 nothing lead of uh, by Van Camp. And back to you, Scott. <sighs> Some activity, I'm guessing. Um, God dang it. I'll say wash his car. Wash his car. No. Nowhere there. To Van Camp. That's a, a little gadget, some sort of electronic thing. And yes, electronics. Number six, that's a five-pointer. 15 mm. Still time to come back, Scott. You can get number three and number four and tie this thing up. Meat. Boy, dads want meat. And no, not in the top eight. Sorry. This is a flawed list. Yeah. Devane Camp. Um, I don't know. Tools? Tools. Tools. Yes. Number seven. That's a four-pointer. 19 to nothing. 15. Still not mathematically eliminated, but you got to come up with the right answer here, Scott. Okay, to be left alone. <laughs> no no david you got one more guess in you um uh special dinner a special dinner that includes meat right not, not really oh but it, you know do you want one more guess scott special dinner is that what you said no 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 i mean one more guess yeah do you want one more guess okay. uh a, a picture uh, no, that's the game. Man camp. God, I shut up, too. Damn. All right, see if uh, this would have made sense to you. Number three is a special outing. Yeah, I just couldn't really. I didn't know how to properly phrase that. I yeah. thought golf and that kind of thing, you know. Gift card. Number four. Yeah. 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 Personal care items. <laughs> Dad gets a razor or something. Yeah. yeah. Nose hair like trimmer. That. Yeah. <laughs> And car accessories, actually, number eight. Huh, the floor mat thing. and Could be. Anything with your car. And there you go. That's what dads get for Father's Day. Good effort. It's not what dads want, but that's what they get. Okay. Yeah. Dads In want to Oh, heck yeah. Of course they do. All right. We'll get you that news update, what the uh, CEO of Bud Light happened to say. Uh, what he's telling customers. 
and get you set up for the Friday Five in just a few. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the CEO of Bud Light has spoken. It's a post titled Anheuser-Busch announces support for frontline employees and wholesale partners. And also the message, we hear you. Because, of course, <laughs> Bud Light sales, what is it, about 25% lower than it was a year ago? Yeah, not good. Brutal. Yeah. Since the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. Okay, I don't want to get too nitpicky on corporate speak. I just want your reaction to what's in the statement. Mm-hmm. And see if this is going to make any difference as far as what's been going on with Bud Light and the decline in sales. We recognize that over the last two months, the discussion surrounding our company and Bud Light has moved away from beer. And this has impacted our consumers, our business partners, and our employees. We are a beer company, and beer is for everyone. Goes on to announce three important actions to move the company forward, including investing to protect the jobs of our frontline employees, provide financial assistance to our independent wholesalers to help them support their employees, and also saying, we hear you. To our valued consumers, we hear you. Our summer advertising launches next week, and you can look forward to Bud Light reinforcing what you've always loved about our brand, that it's easy to drink and easy to enjoy. As we move forward, we will focus on what we do best, brewing great beer and earning our place in moments that matter to you. How do you do? (laughs) Can anybody speak like a normal human being? Exactly. Just say you're sorry. We screwed up. We yeah. forgot you, the audience, the one that made us number oh. one. Well, it's also, hey, you know what? I'm sorry that this woke idiot in our marketing department made your yep. life a living hell. Frontline distributors, truck drivers, all that. That's our bad. Yep. Should have never and, happened. And we, I like it. You're right. We've learned from our mistakes, and we won't be doing that again. We're yeah. sorry. Yeah, and then... Uh, Enticing somehow, I think, might work. Hey, to let you know we're sorry, we're going to offer you some sort of special deal. Yeah. Well, and already hopefully you'll accept our apology. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's not going to happen. No. No, they, they should have taken a page out of the Heckler & Koch uh, playbook, the gun manufacturer, when their social media person went all woke for a minute. They, like, fired the person and said, mistakes were made, changes are coming, our bad. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> right. Yeah. This nonsense of we're going to be reinforcing what you've always loved about our brand. It's easy to drink and easy to enjoy. What? I mean, <laughs> Dude. Right. Exactly. David's right, though. Just somebody yeah. give me something I can understand. Exactly. Talk like the people that actually yeah. used to drink the product. Right. Okay. All right. got to get you set up for the Big Friday Five. Uh, we're five days away from it officially being summer. Oh, yeah greatest songs of all time with summer in the title oh my now as we always rank them it's how big a hit or how iconic is the song then does it stand the test of time and then how much do you personally like it we put it all together and that's the list it's a great list yeah really is i mean i will probably be jockeying a little bit for what we think could have been on there or maybe not going over our scores but if you want to get in early the number is 210-619-2053 again 210-619-2053 the friday five songs with summer in the title next are you ready
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. As always, thank you for being here. It's Friday. That means our countdown that starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Every week at this time, Friday 5, our countdown. Taking a little break from news, having some fun. First official day of summer is like five days away. So today, greatest songs of all time with summer in the title. The number is 210-619-2053. Okay, how big a hit or how iconic is the song? Does it stand the test of time and how much do you personally like it? Put it all together, we have our list. Very solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good list. Let's get right to it. Who's up first? Uh, let's talk to Johnny in Salina, Kansas. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, yeah, great to hear from you, man. Hey, man, it's good to talk to you guys, man. Hey, I got to give you a kind of correction from earlier in the week, though, okay? You guys are talking about clean and batteries, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't want to use you don't want to use soda. People think it's carbonated soda, but you actually want to use Sodium bicarbonate, it's a little bit different, man. It's the base. People just like to use soda because it bubbles up. It makes them feel like they're getting something done. Really <laughs> so, uh, Appreciate the tips, Johnny, always. Soda. Hey, man, you get it. I'm going to go with uh, Mungo Jerry in the summertime. Today. There you go. Yeah, good Number one. five. In the summertime when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women. Mock all you want, Johnny and Salinas know that this is a great song. Hey, man, it's one of those novelty songs. Some people dig it. Some people tire of it more easily. I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's cool. I'm having fun with it. Not too many records hit the top 40 that are Sky records. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. And a huge test of time. Massive. It's oldie stations play it. I wouldn't know. I know. All right, you who's next? Yeah. Go ahead and make a general statement that it doesn't get played anymore. Let's talk to Alan in Oregon. Hey, Alan. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Uh, love the show. It's a great way to get through the week. And, man, I love the Friday Five. Just a good capper to the, to, to the end of the week and to start the weekend. Uh, Thanks, how Alan. about um, Summertime by Sublime? Yeah, dude. That's a big record. Yeah, wow. Summertime. This is fact, but in my mind, I see a college David Van Camp enjoying this with other things. <laughs> Smoking. Am I close? Firing one up like one of those wagon train cigars at the fair. Yeah, might have. Might have, you know. Yeah. It seems like in your musical career <laughs> that you would have maybe learned tune or two from sublime on the acoustic i never did actually okay yeah wrong there hmm would have fit really good though with the whole vibe <laughs> anyway <laughs> Could have been. 
Yes. Now, on with the countdown. Thanks, Casey. Yes. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Earl in Portland. Hey, Earl. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Nice to talk to you. You too, Earl. Well, I've, I've got an obscure one. I don't think anybody will look huh. for it, but it's called Sausalito Summer Night by Diesel. Dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, for whatever reason, man, that song was big in pockets of America for quite a while. And so not just where you're at, but even Midwest, other oh, places. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally It's so infectious to this song, man. It gets in your head. It'll be there all day. That's fun, man. Good memory there. My brother hated that song. And you know what that means. You play it more. Yes, of course. <laughs> and sing along with it. All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Jim Bob in Virginia. Greetings, comrades. <laughs> Jim Bob, how are you? LLC from brother, you know. Oh, he's breaking up. Uh-oh, we're losing Jim Bob here. Oh, Sorry, Jim Bob. Try to, Gosh, maybe dang. try to call again. The, the communists were taking you off the air here. Let's go to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. Yeah. Good to hear your voice. Hey. Well... Good to hear your voices every day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Thanks. You're going to get number so one today, today, aren't you? I feel it. Oh, no, I don't know about that. because I don't I even know what you're guessing, you. but I feel it. Well, I'm going to say Suddenly Last Summer by the Motels. By the Motels. Oh, it's not number yeah. one, but man, that's a cool pick. I like that song. Mary, this was in my top five. It's not my number one. Did it make it? I like wow. this song. Wow, man. Okay. It tells the story. It does. The two big hits from the motel, this and the other one, Only the Lonely. Those are great songs. Yeah. The Test of Time hurts this song, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing the picks last night. There's another song. I'll just get it out of the way because I don't think anybody's going to call for it anyway. But... Uh, it's confession time. This almost made my five, but when I played it for a couple of 25-year-olds, they didn't know it. I kind of knew the test of time was heard on this one. I don't know why I always like this song. <laughs> I admit it. I like the banana. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if it's the memory of the summer itself or that particular song. Sometimes you can't quite place it. People never hear it. I'm like, yeah. You, you went way out on a limb in the trust tree and the branch broke. <laughs> so I uh, made myself vulnerable. Never going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, fine. it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Bananarama is fine for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got he's got the banana rama shirt. That's I do not. <laughs> when they're on tour with Hanoi Rocks. <laughs> it's the Friday Five summer songs today for the Friday Five. Who's next? Let's talk to Dave in Grants Pass, Oregon. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Dave. It's been one of those Good. days. I appreciate you guys so much. It's amazing. You're making me get through the day. This is not going to be on there, but I liked it with my ex-wife. Uh, summertime by Will Smith. Dude, <laughs> um, 
Yes, it absolutely made it, um, as far as honorable mention. And I'll admit, I'm not a huge fan of this song, but my wife is. Here it is. He's digging that back in the day. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore now dance. Break your face. to be a little bit out of control. Chris Rock. Cool to dance, yeah. but Keep your wife a day. Laugh out of your mouth. Yes. It is free-forming it there, Scotty. Nice. like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, who's next? Well, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. I'm surprised that the flaming hot news story of Brandon following the storyline of telling short stories and story tales about storytelling isn't in your uh, What's Your Story segment. (laughs) (laughs) Nice play on words there. Good one. Well done. My song, Don Henley, The Boys of Summer. Yes. Number three. Where'd everybody rank it? It was in my five. Uh, I think this was number three. Okay. Uh, three. That's a great song. It is a great song. Sometimes it's hard to like Don Henley. I used to really, really like him, and then he started yapping. <laughs> <laughs> but that song is really well done. Just, I, I can remember being like, Walden Woods, yes! Yes! <laughs> yes. All that stuff, man. Yeah. Oh, he wrote some great songs, oh, yeah. man. Test of timers, no doubt about it. Okay, that's a good number three. We're still looking for number one and number two. And number four. All right, who's next, Dave? Let's try to reconnect with Jim Bob. Hey, Jim Bob. Greetings again, comrades. I, I think I'm somewhere that can't find me now. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good planning. Good planning. Well, I, what you I got today, President Jim Bob? Magoo, well, I saw President Magoo borrowed Robin's rainbow cap to wear at the White House event this week, where he yes. praised the topless man-woman and said, I see you. So in order to recognize you, we must do the work and celebrate perverts rationalizing incredibly demonic evil, or pride for short. <laughs> Good job. And what do you got for your pick today? Well, my song acknowledges Magoo's birthday in 1869, the summer of 69, by Brian Adams. <laughs> and it's a walk-off, a walk-off. number one. Was it summer of 69? Definitely a touch of time. Oh, yeah. Big hit. Did you have this as number one, Scott? Yes. Where'd you have it, David? Um... Don't remember now. I don't think it made my five. I don't like this song at all. Holy cow! I had it at number two. Yeah, it was one for me, and it was. I thought it was obvious number one. But what do you mean? Well, I mean the huge test of time on that thing. It is yeah. huge record chart wise. Yes, I really like it. So to me, it was a no brainer. Did you did you think it was a no brainer for all of us or just you? I thought I thought you would have it at number one. I didn't know about David. I wasn't sure. We'll get to my number one a little bit later. Okay, and then I'll explain. Like eighteen months old when it came out, so who knows? <laughs> he wasn't even born yet. Oh, that's right, because it was eighty-five, wasn't it? Yeah, the album came out in eighty-four. That single 80, was eighty-five. 85. Yes. Gosh dang. 
I'm trying to figure it out, man. I don't know too many people that would say, I don't like that song at all. Right like, it, it, like I've heard people say, it's okay, but I've never heard anybody say, you know, yeah. I just don't like it. Why? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the production sound of it that just, like, grates on me a little bit. I'm not really sure. I just, I don't really like Brian Adams' voice all that much. I know I'm in the minority on that. I'll take the kick on that part, but I just, hey, I don't man, really like it. It's just opinion. Yeah. I think you're the only guy on the show that says it's okay for you to have a wrong opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was also nine years old when he, in 1969. So, What are you saying? Exactly true to form. He just made up the ear because he thought it sounded good. That wasn't exactly true as far as the story goes. That's what I heard. No, it had to do with something else. No, not that. Really? Yes. Oh. We'll wrap it up coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, we got a news update. About 11 minutes, something like that. Got to wrap up Friday 5. Today's songs with summer in the title. Five days away from it being officially summer. There's your number one, Summer of 69, Ryan Adams. Also had Boys of Summer, Don Henley at three. Mungo Jerry in the summertime at five. Had some great honorable mentions, too. Man, there's all kinds of good songs we still got to get yeah, to. There are. Who's next, David? Uh, let's go to Mary in Florida. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. How's it going? Mary, always a ray of sunshine. Well, it is so good to talk to you guys. I keep trying to get through. It's getting harder, but I guess uh, it seems like the group of awesome music listeners are, is growing, so I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I can't get through too much these days, but... I gotta ask y'all uh, before I tell you my choice. There was one that I guessed, and I was really surprised it wasn't on your list. What's that? Can I tell you what that one was? Yes. Sure. Summertime blues. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's an honorable mention. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, well, he yes. said that it wasn't on there anywhere, so I was really surprised that that wasn't at least an honorable mention for you guys. So, okay, I feel better now. <laughs> okay. But uh. Okay, Mike, I'm going to go with uh, the old Mellow song by Sly and the Family Stone, Hot Fun in the Summertime. Oh, Great yeah. Song. Well done, Mary. <laughs> yeah, that's back-to-back weeks because it was hot last week. That's right. Yes. We won't have time for all the honorable mentions. Oh, buddy. Yeah, that's fun. All right, David, who's next? Let's talk to Anthony in Oregon. What's up, Sammy? Can I Anthony. Good to hear you, man. Hey. What are you thinking today? Um, What the hell are we talking about? Summer. Oh, yeah, summer. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, I was born in the summer, in the summer of 69. Uh, summer is all. What the hell are we talking about? Okay, uh, I'll get off the show, show wagon. Um, I'm going to say Robin Spoonful, Summertime in the City. Yeah. yeah. Dude, good, good job. Thing. Where's it at? Number. Where's it at? Four. Number four. Yes. Hot summer in the city. Back of my neck getting dirty and gritty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around people looking at the best of time. You ever listen to that song and change the lyrics? Who hasn't? Of course. 
That's really good, man. It's still good to hear. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Big Bad John in Wisconsin. Hey, John. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, John. What you got? I got no one not to know. <laughs> there you go. Yes. yes. Let's try uh, Summer Breeze, Seals and Cross. Yeah, man. I had that in my five. I love this song, too. It wasn't my five. I was surprised that was the only one that had it. You ever heard the typo negative version of that? <laughs> yeah. You might know what you did last summer. Summer Breeze brings me feel fine. Yeah, they did it. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, who's next? Uh, let's We're right out of time. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk to David in Connecticut. Hey, David. Hey, how you doing, guys? TGI. Good, David. Uh, love the show. Look forward to every week. Um, <clears throat> well, every you know, this Friday five. Anyway, yeah. Um, I got Summer Nights uh, soundtrack from Greece. Yeah. Oh yeah, Did you had that in your five. Yeah. Summer days drifting away. So what was number two? That's the question. Because that's honorable mention. And number two. Number two. Singing Sweet Home Alabama. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robert Show. Ran out of time. Yeah. All right. Biggest story of the day. Uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're learning today. Joe Biden really doesn't like being asked why he was called the big guy. Why'd you ask such a stupid question is what he said to a reporter who asked yep. him that. Uh, Biden celebrated the flaming hot lie of flaming hot Cheetos that this guy in California invented it. And that turned that's yes. actually not true. That's been debunked. It was a lady in Plano, Texas. But anyway, uh, and also CNN is blaming the Bud Light fails on Cinco de Mayo. Some of my favorite stories of the day. Got to get to that, the Scott Robbins trifecta. And yes, Van Halen was an honorable mention. That's true, yes. That update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Really appreciate you being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, we got a news update. We got to get to Scott's trifecta. You have a news update and then a crazy story, David? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. My entire uh, uh, emotional and mental capacity is dedicated to the crazy story. I got to be honest with you. What happened? Okay, Mount Zion, Illinois. Guy is up in a bucket, like on a crane, trimming down a tree. Got a chainsaw. All right. Chainsaw kicks back on him. Oh, I no. hate it when that happens. Chainsaw kicks back on him, hits him in the neck. Oh, oh gosh. Goodness. Dang. While it's going. Uh, he's alive. Oh, he my. lived. Uh, he was cutting trees, business as usual. Uh, Jason Eckenrod is his name, 53 years old. Uh, this happened on June 5th. Uh, it kicked back. The chainsaw came back at him and cut the left side of his throat. God. It cut through the exterior and interior jugular, cutting a muscle and just barely missing the carotid artery. And as he's up in the bucket, he takes off his shirt and has the presence of mind and wherewithal to tie the shirt, using it as a tourniquet to, you know, cut off the blood flow best he could. So oh, he, again, he's in the boom truck. It, it goes down. He gets down to the ground. Paramedics called. 
Uh, they pressed towels around his neck. He survived. Gosh dang. Uh, I mean, that his buddy that was there pressed that towel on his neck for more than 20 minutes until the surgery was just about to begin because they had to do it, like, right now to save the guy's life. They do have a GoFundMe up. It's raised about $80,000 now to cover medical costs. Yeah, man. Holy smokes. I'm sure it was just like any other day for yeah. that dude. You're doing it all the time. You don't even think about it, but that mm. could happen. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, I just remember when I was a kid, uh, and I was a teenager at that point, I'm at my dad's house, and we're trimming these big oak trees that are in the ba- his backyard. And mm-hmm. this guy, my dad is not always the safest guy or the most safety-minded person. Uh, but I'm like 15, I think, somewhere around that time. And he decides he's going to get to the top of like, you know, a huge, like a 30-foot ladder or something like that to get to the top branches. And yeah. what he had me do was sling a rope over the top branch, he'd ease it down, tie it around the chainsaw, start the chainsaw, and then pull it up to the top of the tree with a rope. <laughs> So I mean the the blade's not moving, but you know the trigger's right there, and uh, yeah, oh buddy, yeah. Wow. Okay. Learn something new every day, yeah, man. You sure do. Okay. Um, you know that story we talked about earlier about Fox Corporation and then Fox News. You got this crazy stuff that Matt Walsh put out on Twitter yesterday because you have people that work at Fox were screenshotting from their work portal how to support all these woke causes, including all the LGBTQ stuff. Um, do you think this could mean something worse for Fox than what they've already seen after letting Tucker Carlson go? Like ratings getting worse? Because mm. it's been bad. Yeah. Senator Mike Lee said this report... Uh, could be devastating to Fox News. You think that's fair? Yeah, I think, you know, when you have the backla- uh, backlash to Major League Baseball to or the Dodgers in particular um, and the Bud Light thing, and then you see, okay, my favorite news channel, um, which has already had a bumpy recent history, uh, mm-hmm. not only got rid of my favorite host on the network, I'm saying if you're a Fox News loyal yeah. viewer, got rid of the most popular host on the network without saying why, and is now being exposed for, well, shoving this stuff down its employees' throats as well. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, man. That's tough road ahead, man. Like Lee said, Fox News has a lot of good talent and produces much-needed conservative content. If that network turns on its loyal fan base and becomes like literally every other broadcast and cable news outlet, its most avid viewers will go somewhere else, and they will do so quickly, never to return. Wow. It is something, man, where you could see something that has been built over time Mm -hmm. that becomes so big that could get torn down so fast from just a few people making dumb decisions. I mean, that's Bud Light, that's Fox. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Dodgers, and on it goes. All right, I know you're ready for your trifecta. Let's get it out. Rock there. it. Roll it out. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe. Oh. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day always help by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, buddy. Weekend coming up. Gonna have fun, aren't you? Huh? Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm ready. Three. Number three, a Texas realtor is doing something that they're calling a rainbow underground railroad. I meant to ask you this, too, David. You're familiar with Texas. Are they holding gay people there against their will and making them work for free? Well, only occasionally. Okay. And you, I was certainly, just... you certainly can't yeah. just list a house on the market if you're gay in Texas. Very no, strange like story. Else. Yeah, a news organization <laughs> is reporting there's a new rainbow underground railroad to assist gay residents from moving away from Texas. Now, why are they doing that? Well... The policies of Republican Governor Greg Abbott, of course. He signed a bill to protect children from mutilation. Apparently, that's just a bridge too far mm-hmm. for a lot of the gay residents. Now, one of the important differences here is this. Uh, when you start talking about that, the, the railroad aspect of this, the uh, abolitionists risked their lives to help escape slaves navigate the actual Underground Railroad. Those people did not receive a 3% commission on the sale of the slave. <laughs> right. That did not happen. <laughs> <clears throat> much like Joe Realtor's going to do. I was just asking you if they're keeping people there against their will that you don't know about. No, so. you can go. You can sell yeah. your house. You can you can purchase a house. You can do mm-hmm. all those things yeah. regardless of what your race or sexual orientation or religion is in the state of Texas. It's hard to write a story of oppression when there is no oppression, I right. suppose. Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so honestly, is it really I'll... called the Rainbow Train? Yes. They're, they're calling it the Rainbow Ra- Underground Railroad. Uh, underground Railroad. Uh, you know, I... So it would also be dark if it's underground, correct? Uh, uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> so maybe that's like theme music when you get on? It's probably rocks too hard. I'll, I'll just say, man. If you need to bug out of the state because you are so offended by surgeons no longer being able to turn little boys' you know, penises inside out uh, or lop off the healthy breasts of children, of, of yeah. girls, if that's your red line, get the hell out of my state. I don't want you here. And you don't deserve to hear Dio. Right. In my opinion. <laughs> okay. By the way, before you move on. More Dio? No, I'm, not, I'm done with Dio for now. All right. I have a few people that just love that, though, I'll admit. Um, no, we were talking about trains. I had this clip. It's over two years old of Biden when he was rambling about trains. Oh, yeah. Because we think, you know, it's getting worse and worse. Dude, this guy has lost his marbles quite a long time ago. I just heard this again. And it, listen to this. It goes one thought to the next to the next. And so, you know, uh, if you think about it, when... We were, when I was vice president with Barack, he allowed me to put together a budget for Amtrak. And it had money for high-speed rail at 200 miles an hour from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, <laughs> another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa, another line. If we, if we had moved, Gov, we'd have that tunnel fixed in New York now. Dude. <sighs> My, my, my. Again, man, to see Robin's face when that's playing is the best. It's just perplexing. Yes. Now, on with the countdown. Yes, the Scott Robin's trifecta top three of the day up to number two. Number two, could AI make country music better? Hmm. Uh, music star John Rich of Big and Rich 
has just made it clear that he's no big fan of the direction the industry has gone. And he talked about the possible impact that artificial technology will have on it. He said, hey, could AI do any worse than some of the country singers out there right now? Ooh, wow. I'm not sure that's even possible, he said. He went wow. on to say he's not worried about AI ever replacing the legends of country music, but these current crop, well. Some of the old schoolers are not happy with where it's gone. I remember oh, Zach Brown well, dude, it's pop music. people. It's pop music. I will, I will say this. Country music is the new top 40 and has been for a while. What does that mean? Well, there are there are guitars. There's poppy songs. There's good looking artists. There's top forties, uh, Madonna, and not anymore. Well, I'm saying. Well, I'm that saying it's, it's the new top forty. It's the it's the top forty right now. I don't top forties rap. That's all it is. Uh, well, that's not true either. Well, put your ears on it for about thirty minutes. I hear it at my. I hear what no. my some of my kids listen no, to. I'm just telling you. Okay, it's you, your bit with Casey. Do you, um, do you remember the old mashup of all these different country songs that came out? Like This was like eight or nine years ago. Yes. That somebody did all of them together? Yes, I, yeah. I do. I just found it. That's one song. Parmalee, Close Your Eyes. This is How We Roll. Florida Georgia Line, Ready, Set, Roll, Chase Rice. Wow. Chilling it, Cole Swindell. Drunk on you, Luke Bryan. Cottonwood falling like snow in July. Set fireflies popping like a fourth of July, yeah. Breeze blowing in, your hair blowing round. You scan yes. the stations looking for that country sound. Trust jacked up flat. Yeah, anyway, that's enough of that. You get yeah. the idea. My, no, Scott, the whole thing, there's Ed Sheeran, there's Taylor Swift. There's more than just rap, the top 40, my opinion. But it's your bit. Say it again. It's your bit. Yeah. Okay. You can be wrong. It's okay. And the countdown uh, continues. Taylor Swift isn't rap, bro. Taylor Swift is the exception to the rule. Ed Sheeran? Exception to the rule. The Weeknd? I don't know much about The Weeknd. Miley Cyrus? Okay. If it's rap, it's rap. All right. Whatever. One. What is number one? Number one, Spotify is bored with Harry and Meghan as well. Yeah, a little brief period there where Harry and Meghan... Shortly after their, you know, they were told that they wanted their, their privacy to be left alone. Yes. Everything seemed to turn the gold for them. They signed a $20 million deal with the streaming company Spotify. And for what? A dozen episodes of a mediocre podcast series conducted by a host more interested in talking about herself than engaging with her guests. So even the most indulgent companies, so desperate to ally themselves with them, have tired of it completely. The shtick is over, and they've cut them loose. Spotify is going to pull the plug. Wow, I'm so curious to know what was the upfront money on that. Well, they Remember, got twenty million guaranteed. Yeah, it was it was a lot of money that they spent on that thing. A lot of money for twelve episodes. So this is just okay. We don't want any more losses. We're done. Mm-hmm. No, Even it, though we've invested this right. amount, it was the Harry and Meghan grift. They got sucked into it and paid a bunch of money and. No return. Wow. And there you have it. Yeah, the Sky Robbins trifecta. Yeah. That's crazy, Jack. Yeah, for 12 episodes. No kidding. I mean, we'd take that for, you know, 40,000 episodes, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, much more to get to. Got another news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I, I don't know why they keep having him do this. Uh, Senator John Fetterman, you know, the guy who almost died from a stroke last year, and then the Democrats yeah. pushed him to stay on the campaign, campaign trail. He won, and then he was suicidal and had to be hospitalized for a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, he still doesn't speak so well these days um, and sometimes gets, you know, startled by bright lights and people talking to him. But he's fine. He can represent the uh, residents of Pennsylvania just fine. That's what the Democrats are telling us. So they're having an infrastructure meeting in a Senate committee, and they decide to yield the floor to him specifically to talk about the I-95 overpass collapse in Philadelphia, that big you know freeway that just, boom, collapsed after a truck caught fire under it. Yes. And so he's going to ask uh, about the I-95 collapse. Uh, no, okay. I... I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously, the, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with, with 95, and I, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, artery, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the east Artery is what he was going for there. He said eatery, didn't he? He said eatery, yeah. Eatery, yeah. not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the east, the east Coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its standstill deal. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm laughing at Robbins in the size. So I don't I'm... even know what to say. You know, I mean, there, it's... it's it's ridiculous, it and it really these is. people that did this to him should be punished. <laughs> Honestly, that I don't... pushed him out there and made him continue to run. Obviously, this guy, it, struggling is the only good word I could come Golly. up with. The way you understand it, David, if he were to type a response, does that flow out okay? That's what they claim, but I've not seen any evidence to that. I think he's way worse off than, than they're letting on. I totally and, agree with you. I mean, it, what, the only thing I can do is, like, awkward laugh because I hear that. I'm just like, th that's ridiculous. It's absurd. It is. It's maddening. There's part of you that feels bad. It depends on your own personality. Yeah. You can go through, like, seven different emotions in ten seconds on that. But I'm thinking to myself... Holy smokes, I got one kid interning one way, uh, at one place, and, you know, other two kids have jobs like entry-level jobs or summer jobs. You couldn't go do that job. No. If you were in Fetterman State, how does anyone think he can do this job? I don't know. It's insanity, man. All right. Did we already start, Nimrods? <laughs> We had right now. Just making sure. Gaspacho right, in the news. When the going gets tough, <laughs> wow. this is too hard. the dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Uh, real quick, Nimrods in the news. Woman uh, claims she bought cute chairs on Facebook Marketplace, but then discovered, well, they may have been stolen from McDonald's. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Right. And check this. Police in New Zealand found over $150 million worth of meth hidden in Canadian maple syrup and ganola oil. Whoa.
And that's Nimrods in the News.